Welcome back to Rad Radio. As Rob likes to say, it is what it is. Ah, what are we doing here? What has happened to this show? Now we get this email, rad at radradio.com. It's from Matt. Hi, Matt. Uh, we we're talking about the Deadpool 3 uh, trailer, and they, they had a commercial for it in the Super Bowl, and you could go online to watch the full thing. Uh, did you do that yet, Brandon? I did not. Oh. I, I pulled it working? up, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm working. <laughs> um, Matt said, can we talk about the trailer for another movie that did not need to be made, Twisters? Why? One wasn't scary enough. Now there are two. This is a, this is a, a follow-up to the 1996 film yeah. with Helen Hunt and... Bill whatever, Pullman, yeah, the other one. He's, he's dead. Pittman, Paxton. Paxton, that one. That's the response my husband and I had. Why? Yeah, just to make another uh, yeah. a, a tornado movie or whatever and, and not have any new ideas. Um, Kate Cooper uh, and Tyler Owens play, are the Storm Chasers, played by Daisy Edgar Jones and Glenn Powell, or is that backwards? Which ones the, are the actors? I've never heard of these people. I have no I idea. Know. Okay. Um, they even look familiar to me. Play storm chasers who join forces to try to predict and possibly tame the immense power of tornadoes. Uh, I, and that's the thing, right? They got they got nobodies because the whole movie is going to be sold off of the special effects of the tornadoes. Was the first movie good? The, the, the yeah. Ringo Twister? First time, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, other than, again, two really crappy stars. <laughs> you know, you got a cow, a cow flying around. You're going to have a decent movie. Uh, all right, let's talk to Steve Mickelson live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and MixPix.com. Two K's in Mix, two K's in Picks, MixPix.com, and co-host of the MixPix Sports Show along with me and Dawn's husband today. Yay, my Gary! At 10 a.m. on uh, Rad TV, members.radradio.com, uh, the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Now, Steve, you are. I, I always, uh, I always accuse you of being a, a very positive guy. Uh, have, you have a little positive outlook, much more so than I than I do. There has not been a lot great said this morning by anyone about about yesterday, and it's not just because like the 49ers lost. So, what, give us your overview, and then I'll, I've got some specific things to throw at you from both the from both me and from uh, some emails that we got. Well, it was a really good game. I personally believe Kyle Shanahan is the one to hold exclusively responsible for this loss and and several different reasons for that. The Niners should have been up big in this game. Yes, McCaffrey fumbled on that opening drive. That's not Shanahan's fault. But, you know, the 49ers came out. Their offense was clicking. They were really moving the ball. They should have a really strong running game. Their defense was playing great football like the defense we saw, you know, the first half of the season in that first half. And then it came out in the second half, and suddenly they're throwing the ball. You know, they're no longer using the fullback. And their just total offense changed. You didn't see that that. Great play. The Niners did suffer some injuries. I mean, Greenlaw tore his Achilles, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, but he went down and was carted off in the second quarter. All the way down to even the post game, where the 49ers players were saying that they were not even aware of the new overtime rules. Mm-hmm. How can you not know that what the new rules are, which was a surprise? And I, I correct me if I'm wrong, because I was working and we we're getting ready to go into the overtime, but the 49ers won the coin toss, took the ball as opposed to sitting back and waiting because even if the Chiefs had scored a touchdown, the Niners were still going to get the ball, but it seems the 49ers players didn't even know the rules, thus 
took the ball, you know, and maybe that was Shanahan's idea there too. It just on many different fronts, the little things a head coach and the decisions they make just seem to be the wrong decisions. And it's easy to say that on Monday morning, but man, I just really think the 49ers should have won that game. They should have been up like 17, 21 points. They were not, and ultimately it cost them. Kansas City safety Justin Reed said that the Chiefs had first discussed the new overtime rules as far back as training camp. Defensive lineman Chris Jones said players were prepared for what to expect if the Super Bowl went into overtime. The 49ers did not do the same. Multiple players said after the game they were not aware that the overtime rules are different in the playoffs than they are in the regular season, and strategy discussions over how to handle the overtime period did not occur as a team. Defensive lineman Eric Armstead said he learned the details of the postseason rule when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout after oh, regulation. Damn. Fullback Kyle Juszczyk said he assumed the Niners asked to receive when they won the toss because that's what you do in the regular season when a touchdown wins the game. Uh, quote, I guess that's not the case. I don't really know the strategy. Well, that's not that's not a good look, Steve. Now, I already started the show saying what, I was, what we were saying on the Mixed Pick Sports show last week. It won't happen. But the Niners really should look at what Kyle Shanahan's future is as their head coach. They won't. He and uh, the general manager, John Lynch, are attached to the hip. I don't believe the York family has the onions to clean house. Um, I, 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 I still would suggest that the, the, the greatest coach of all time is sitting out there without a job. And he doesn't have long for this world in terms of his coaching abilities. He's 71. He just wants to win, what, 13 regular season games to pass Shula. And, you know, what should happen, in my opinion, and won't, give Bill Belichick the job. You know, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I just, you know, I was very disappointed after the game just watching it because I really believe Kyle Shanahan's game plan again. Look. Go with what's working. You can see it run the ball against the Chiefs, and he totally abandoned that like in the second half when the offense did nothing. And then to read that after the game, because it surprised me that they took the ball to start it. I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense at all. And then to read that the players didn't know that, that's on the coaching. You cannot make excuses for that. That's on the coaching, and it just shows – how Andy Reid is prepared for every situation, and yet Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers were not. I'm with you. I don't believe they will ever do it. I think Shanahan's job is entirely safe. Man, I I think you've got to think about that. And I would move on, and I'd love to see Belichick go coach there because these are the basics. You know, a big part of coaching, of being the head coach is coaching and putting your team in scenarios so they're tested prior to the game to know what to do to not make mistakes. And Shanahan failed. Um, We talked, uh, or you mentioned rather the Greenlaw injury. A lot of people did write in and that was, I mean, that's just weird. He he basically, he tore his Achilles tendon by, by running onto the field. That is, that is, I don't know. That was, I, looking back, it's like there was it was like a sign of some kind, but I don't really believe in that stuff. But how does that happen? I, I don't know. Maybe he slightly tore it during practice on that soggy field during the course oh. of the week, and then he just hit it wrong running onto the field in the second quarter, and 
and completed the tear. I, I'm just, I'm speculating, mm. believe me. I'm just hitting back on the other <laughs> obstacles the 49ers faced yeah. going into the game. We did talk, Steve, on the Friday uh, Mixed Pick Show, uh, which airs at 10 a.m. We talked that it, it was very likely that the 49ers special teams could be, no pun intended, after talking about Greenlaw, the Achilles heel, and specifically Jake Moody, the kicker, as opposed to Harrison Butker, one of the best kickers of all time who plays for the Chiefs. And sure enough, man, Moody misses an extra point that completely changes the trajectory of that game going to overtime. Yeah, but it's hard for me to get on Moody. I mean, he went three for three on field goals. He nailed a 55-yarder. He kicked another long one. You know, that was that had been his problem all year. But, yeah, you know, that, that uh, missed extra point, that does fall on him. You know, they could have used it and been ahead by one. And instead of the Chiefs, you know, kicking the field goal to send it to overtime, they would have had to score a touchdown. So, you know, little things like that. In big games like this, you can't let the little things go. you got to be able to execute you know, the small things as well. And, and again, the 49ers just didn't do that. Depressing. I'm not putting it on Moody, but it's, still, it's on Shanahan. You and I are on the same page. This is on Kyle Shanahan. you got to make extra points. You're the kicker. I understand missing 40, 50-yard field goals occasionally, uh, and he did hit some long ones. Extra points. you got to make those. And it, 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 it does change the, traje- the, the trajectory of the game if they are up by four instead of three. Oh, a- absolutely. It's such a different feeling knowing we must score a touchdown as opposed to, you know, hey, look, just get into field goal range. And that's what the Chiefs did. They got into field goal range. They felt comfortable. And it was, you know, hey, look, let's see if we can get the touchdown. But their whole goal was, you know, just to get to like the 38-yard line. Did you did you feel it like I did, Steve, when the Niners kicked the field goal in overtime I looked at my wife and I said, "Mahomes is going to drive down the field and the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown." It was to me, it was oh, just, God. it was just settled law that they, they were. You can't and and the defense, which as you said, Steve, the Niners' defense showed up for about three quarters and then they turned into the defense that we've seen since Christmas. Yeah, but again, Greenlaw's injury to me was big. They, they really needed it on the field. Obviously, he got hurt, but no, I was with you. Which again goes back to the overtime rules and not knowing what they were, that even if the Chiefs scored, you got the ball, so you knew that. Just the whole thing didn't make sense to me. And, yes, to me, kicking the field goal was like, yeah, we just went three points closer to losing because I had no doubt, no doubt in my mind at all, the worst-case scenario, the Chiefs still kick a field goal and we go to overtime again you know, the game continues playing as is. But best case scenario, you know, you score the touchdown. And second best scenario to me was you go for it, you get stuck, the Chiefs get the ball on the five-yard line. Maybe then you could stop Mahomes from getting into field goal range. You still probably wouldn't, but at least I think you had a better chance. When they kicked the field goal, uh, there was no doubt in my mind the Chiefs would at least have a field goal with their starting position, if not a touchdown on that drive. We had we had a, uh, somebody email in earlier about the coin toss and why did the Niners take the ball, and I didn't have the story yet that they didn't know the they hadn't discussed the overtime rules because that that negates everything I'm about to point out because now we just, they just weren't they didn't know what the hell they were doing. But somebody wrote in and said 
Well, there maybe the wisdom, had they done it intentionally, of taking the ball first is the Niners score, the Chiefs score, and then it becomes sudden death. And it goes back to the Friday Mixed Pick Show, Steve, where somebody wrote in and said, whoever has the ball last wins. That, to me, is a terrible strategy, but that was the only defense that anybody could come up with. But it doesn't seem like that was that was the issue. The issue was nobody knew what the hell they were doing when it came to overtime and the coin flip and the rules. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in addition, the thing I thought was kind of interesting is, you know, with where I was at, there was people thinking that the the first quarter, like this was the end of the game. So as the Chiefs were going, it was like, why aren't they calling timeout? Why aren't they hurrying up? Why are they it, it It was the, the overtime rules stated it's two quarters. I, I mean, it's like a half of football. If the clock had run out, the Chiefs would have just, okay, now we're into the second overtime quarter, and they would have continued playing. So it wasn't like the Chiefs were on the clock. But the Chiefs knew this, but even the fans were not aware because of the overtime rules. And, you know, where I was at, people were screaming that they better hurry up. I can't believe they're going to blow this. And and it's so funny because Don was pointing out earlier that Mahomes on that touchdown drive looked calm, cool, collected, like he he, he had nothing to worry about. And I'm sitting here saying, well, that's because he's Patrick Mahomes. He's the greatest quarterback. He's been there, et cetera. And that's all true. It's just actually because Mahomes knew. That he wasn't in a hurry. He was going to keep the ball. He could he he could drive down as much as he wanted to. Whereas if you in retrospect, Purdy and the 49ers looked like they were they were they had no idea what they were doing in that overtime possession. And I hadn't put that all together either until the story that I just I just saw like 40 minutes ago about not knowing what was going on in overtime. And again, that bottom line, no excuses falls on the coaching. Yep. Nothing else. Yeah, I I, I... How is that even possible <laughs> that a coach would not relay something like that? It doesn't seem minor at all. I don't I don't understand how that was never even discussed. You said the Chiefs talked about it all year. All Training year. camp it started. Yeah, th- this is so odd. What else are they left out of the loop in? That's a very important thing. That's crazy. It is. Honestly. And I but I don't think even that. I mean, Steve, the the if, if that story gains traction in the Bay Area, do you think even that is enough to get people to start talking about whether or not Shanahan's the guy? No, I don't. I do think that they'll put some urgency and put some pressure on Cal Shanahan, say, for next year that he's going to have to produce. And if by chance, you know, they don't even make the playoffs or really – they fall anything short of the NFC championship game. I think then his job becomes much more in jeopardy. But but even if this story gains traction and it shows how much he was out coached in this game, I don't think it's enough for the 49ers to move on. No, I, and 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 I don't. We've talked about this on the mixed pick show. It's I don't understand how. Mike McCarthy of the of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, he's basically been told, you better get to the Super Bowl or you're fired. And the same thing is hanging over the head of Nick Sirianni for the Eagles and McDermott for the Bills, and no one is talking about how Kyle Shanahan has lost two Super Bowls for the 49ers. He, and we already know that before that, he gave up the biggest lead or whatever in the Super Bowl. I, 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 the guy is like Teflon. I don't get it. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, you know, and it was it, it was kind of, if I'm a 49ers fan, this was a blow as I'm 
glancing over an article talking about because they've lost three straight Super Bowls now, and, and you're looking at it going, they're falling into the, you know, they were the greatest team in history type of thing with their Super Bowls, and now you're being compared to the Vikings, the Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, these teams that have lost, you know, three straight Super Bowls. I, I never thought I would be talking about, you know, the San Francisco 49ers and their losing of Super Bowls along with the Vikings and the Bills. Are you guys saying, because like the poor coaching at the end of the fourth quarter and then even when it went into overtime, are you saying, are you guys saying that maybe Shanahan didn't even know this new rule or he just forgot to tell people the new rule because either, you think he would have made different decisions if he knew this rule. I mean, either one's unacceptable. Yeah, of course. But it's almost like, did you not know either? Because you just acted like this was... Don, uh, 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 I'll flat out tell you, if he didn't know the rule, <laughs> to me, that is immediate termination. Uh, to me, if he were to publicly come out and say he did not know what the rules were, he should be fired. How would he even coach like he did then, knowing? Like, that makes him even a worse coach. My little knowledge learning from y'all. Because it sounds like maybe they shouldn't have um, when they won the toying cost. The toying cost? Yeah. This sounds like they shouldn't have gone first. By the sound of this rule. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, Steve, I, I, I can make a case for taking the ball first. I just, it's an irrelevant conversation because of this thing of what the rules. I mean, I mean, do you see the logic in what that per, that emailer said earlier of like, well, if you take the ball first, you're going to get it back if your defense holds. I mean, you are basically putting the onus on your defense. Yeah, you are putting the onus on your defense, and I can give it a little bit of credence, but I'm sorry. There's a reason that you know you look at every single college football playoff game that goes into overtime. Every team takes the ball second because they want to know wow. yeah, what they have to do. Yeah, no, I and know. in this situation with if the Chiefs score a touchdown, we know we still get the ball, but we know we have to score a touchdown, you know, so we're going for it on fourth down. I just I think there's a huge advantage to taking the ball second. I get the hey, team that has the ball last wins, but you know, you can kick a field goal and your defense gives up a touchdown. You're still not getting the ball back. And, and again, as I said, I can make the case for it. But as I said in the beginning, it's a stupid thing. So no matter what the scenario is, to Don's question, this is, a, this is right on Shanahan. He either didn't know or he had horrible strategy in yeah. his head. And it also probably reinforces some of the, the people wearing their tinfoil hats thinking that maybe it is staged if he's not relaying this message to his players. Well, oh, sure. I mean, everything, everything will reinforce a conspiracy. And that's why I made that crack earlier. Unless you believe the 49ers are in on it, too. Mm -hmm. There's no way you looked at that game and thought that it was in any way rigged, pre-planned. And that leads to the officiating, Steve. I thought the officials did a good job and let them play for the most part. Yeah, so did I. I didn't have any real, you know, oh, my gosh, how did they not, you know, throw the flag how did they not i liked it they played it i didn't think the the officials you know were a factor in the game and i had no complaints with it you know there's always little things here or there you can really get at but i, I thought the officiating did a good job with this game uh, we just got an email uh, rad at radradio.com from christina hey christina uh she says they went over the rules at the coin toss or as dawn calls it the toyn cost <laughs> Uh, she says, I'm a girl and knew what was going on. Well, that's that, but that's not that's not the, the story is whoever. And I don't remember who they sent out, uh, who the Niners sent out. 
he was told by the sidelines, if we win the toss, take the ball. And so, and, and the players after the game said, yeah, we never talked about it. We never strategized about that's, it. That's it, wrong. It was never just, it's a, that player, he, he, he's not listening to the rules. He was told by his coach, if we win the toss, take the ball. And that takes us back to Shanahan. Well, they're not, to me anyway, they're not telling the rules for the players. No. They should already know. Correct. The refs are saying it for everyone else. <laughs> right. The fact that the players were finding out about it in that moment, it's so it's so wrong on those players. And again, like, honestly, all that talent you just wasted. That's so disrespectful. And again, them. it's not like the players for the coin toss are going to go, oh, well, now that I've heard the rules, I'm going to go against what my coach told me to do. So it, it, that's they think the coach is making that based on him knowing the rules. Right. Um, <laughs> so, Steve, uh, to your bailiwick, uh, how is it that the 49ers open up as the favorite to win next year's Super Bowl when they just lost to the team that's right behind them to go to the Super Bowl next year? Uh, when when those odds come out, I mean, and obviously they come out before the Super Bowl is actually played, but you're also looking at depth of teams. And I've said all year long that the 49ers this season to me had the best roster in the NFL. So you're going to look at that. They got to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think there might be a little bit of adjusting now after the Super Bowl, mm. but those odds come out prior and it's based on rosters, what they did this season, who's going to be back, and various things like that. So you had the Niners and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl since September. You had the Niners winning, which they should have. They were they were just terribly coached. Um, do you have a gut right now about about next year? No, not at all. I'm like the Kelseys. I got to take a step back. I got to evaluate, you know, where we're going to go with this thing. And I'll, I'll, uh, you know, figure that out here in the near future. I'm a little too emotionally evolved right now in this situation. I need to step back and reevaluate. All right. Fair enough, Steve. Uh, I will talk to you in two hours. Don's husband, Gary, will join us for the uh, Mixed Picks Sports Show at 10 a.m. Thank you. Uh, that is Steve Mickelson from MixPicks.com, 2Ks in Mix, 2Ks in Picks, MixPicks.com, and the MixPicks Sports Show, which comes up at 10 a.m. on Rad TV, members.radradio.com, uh, on the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 a.m. This is an interesting email that came in from Claire, and it came in right as we came back from break, so I assume uh, she was responding to, to what we played as we came out of uh, commercials. She says, Rob... Please do something about your so-called bumper music. Um, Spoonman. This is uh, an enormous hit by Soundgarden called Spoonman. Um, and all of our bumper music, by the way, is is the most researched, the most tested, the most favorably scoring music that you know, we people got their opinions that right? we play. Uh, so sorry <laughs> you don't like strong. what a lot of people like. I mean, that's why we play diverse bumper music. Um, mm. But thank you for your input. I won't be changing anything. Maybe thank Chris you. Cornell did something bad to her. Maybe. Yes, know. maybe she has. Maybe a... she always likes the B-side, the stuff that no one knows. Uh, we're we're going to play uh, Master <laughs> Movies right now. You're going to win a one-month membership to uh, Rad TV and members.radradio.com, and you're qualified to win one of ten pair of top-tier tickets to see Sticks at the Hard Rock Live Sacramento, including one winner snagging upfront tickets to the show on February 27th. We're going to give you a famous movie clip. You give us the title of the movie and you win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the movie, Sporkman. Droplets <laughs> everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Master Movies. Rob, anybody, anybody. and Dawn. The Rob, anybody. anybody, and Dawn Show.